Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who is this lady? Why should I listen to her? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNCE numbers, making sure you have contracts for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies, so trademarks, copyrights, and patents, and also hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So, um, that is why I am here. All right. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some guidance, I want to help you. So reach out to me. All right. The best way to do that is to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it is all over my page on Facebook. I'm actually going to put it in the comment box here um, on StreamYard because it's just much easier to share. So there you guys. And then if you're watching on Instagram, it's right in, in my bio. Um, but at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can connect with me in a number of ways. If you're a first-time client, you can book a free 15-minute consultation. If you are a not a first-time client, you can book a Talk to Me Tuesday session where you can get 25 minutes for $25. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Um, uh, it is also where you can access many of my digital products, like my eBooks and my video trainings. Um, a lot of you guys are very creative. You make things and people are going to be putting in custom orders and you want to have your policies laid out beforehand before you take those orders. So make sure you pick up policies. Every craft store owner, um, should have, um, go to the, to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and it is the very first button. Okay. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. You're not going to be able to make every live broadcast, but you know, you can catch up at your leisure by going to, uh, by, by subscribing to the YouTube and the podcast. So you can just catch up whenever you want. All right. And last but not um, least here at NPL Legal Dish, we like to celebrate our nerddom. We like to celebrate the fact that we have knowledge. So we have merch, y'all. We got merch. We got beautiful mugs and um, t-shirts. They come in three colors, white, black, and navy blue. So make sure you get yours today. All right. Okay. Um, yes. So now that we have gone past the uh, housekeeping stuff. Let's get to the reason why we are here. Um, NPL Legal Dish, here is how it works, okay? So I take stories from the news, stories from um, 
blog posts, stories that you guys send me. Hello, Cynthia39. Anywhere that I find inspiration, anywhere that I find a story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners, and I bring it here, and we discuss it as a family, uh, and you know, and we pull the lessons out and how we can apply them to our businesses. Okay, so if you know anybody who is in in starting in business and needs to learn these concepts, bring them on in. All right, but I want you to get involved in the conversation, ask questions, give comments. As long as they're respectful, I will be asking you to give me some emojis, to give me your your um, thoughts on certain stories. So. You know, uh, participate with me. It's more fun when we talk to each other than when I'm talking at you. All right? Okay, so I think we have gone over all of our ground rules stuff. Yes. Okay, so we can get started, all right? So our very first story of the evening inspired... Um, the title of today's show, You Will Never Be Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you guys know it is no secret. I am from Boston, and I am a Patriots fan, okay? Six rings, um, and I have always told you guys that Tom Brady is my quarterback. Even though he left us and went to Tampa Bay, I still consider him, you know, the Patriots quarterback. That's what he will always be to me. Hello, Nessie Tom. All right. But, you know, when I do have to come back to reality, I have to remember that Tom Brady is no longer the uh, the blah, 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 Patriots quarterback. So can anybody tell me who the current quarterback of the Patriots is? What is this man's name? Mm. Does anybody know what the current quarterback of the Patriots' name is? The name of the current quarterback for the Patriots. Okay. Can you tell me? Yes, in 39 Mac Jones. Um, and Mac Jones, Mac Jones has some big shoes to fill. Frankly, as far as I'm concerned, he ain't filling none of them because what have y'all won? Um, <laughs> but uh, Mac Jones is trying to follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady. While Tom Brady um, was a what uh, was a quarterback for the Patriots. He had trademarked the phrase TB12. 12 was his number when he was on the Patriots. Um, so he had a trademark for TB12, TB standing for Tom Brady, and 12. And um, Mac Jones is trying to follow suit by trademarking MJ10. MJ for Mac Jones, 10 for his number. It's going to be used for athletic apparel and merchandising and things. And my response to this is, who cares? What have you done for the Patriots? Have we won yet? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, he's uh, he's very smart. It is very smart. Um, Sincere39 said this is his first season as the starter. Okay, well, you know, I wish Mr. Jones the best. Um... Like I said, Tom Brady will always be the quarterback for the Patriots to me, but do your best. But he is, Mac Jones is doing something that is very smart and very important. He is securing his intellectual property early, okay? Um, Sincere39, just let me know that this is his first season as the starter. So he probably has not 
been well known as um, a player, but they're eight four. Sincere, I don't start watching um, the NFL till the Super Bowl, so let me know what's going on. We doing good? Okay, thank you. All right, so apparently Mac Jones is doing his job. You know, kudos to you. Um, but talk to me when he wins us a ring. <laughs> All right, bring home six rings, then I'll put some respect on your name, Mac Jones. Um, but yes, Mac Jones, he is following in the footsteps of Tom Brady. Tom Brady trademarked TB12. Mac Jones is trademarking MJ10, okay? Um, we had Cam last season. We, we're not talking about that since it's not. I don't understand why you're being so hostile right now. We're like, this is just unnecessary. Um, yes, but Mac Jones is trademarking MJ10. Again, it's it's his first season starting. He probably wasn't well known, and this is a way for him, you know, people are going to be talking about him a lot, so it's very smart of him to get all of this solidified and trademarked early so nobody tries to capitalize on his name um, before he does, okay? So, you know, I wish him all the best on the Patriots. Um, Good luck. Tom, you always have a place at home. (laughs) Don't mind me. I do not agree with Tom Brady's politics. I just enjoy him as a football player, okay? All right. Um, Since you're 39, if I'm not wrong, you are an Eagles fan. Fan. You're either an Eagles fan or a Steelers fan. Let me know if I'm right. Okay? Um, and while Sincere39 lets me know if my memory powers are as strong as I believe they are, uh, we're going to move on to our next story. Um, if you have ever heard of an international organization called NATO... Oh, the Cowboys? Okay. Why did I think you were the Eagles? All right, if you have ever heard of an international organization called NATO, N-A-T-O, give me an N, no, give me a globe, give me an earth, a globe emoji, an earth emoji. If you have heard of NATO, give me an earth emoji, and if you are really about it, tell me what NATO stands for, N-A-T-O. If you have heard of the, uh, international organization NATO, give me a, a, a globe emoji and then tell me what NATO stands for. Thank you for the globe emoji, Sincere39. Now, can you double down on it and let me know what NATO stands for? <coughs> uh-uh. Can you tell me? Yes, very good. Thank you, Sincere39. Um, NATO stands for North America, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, okay? Now, um, this is an alliance that was entered into with the United States and several other countries after World War II. Um, and their main goal was, you know, to be able to collaborate each other, um, during world, uh, you know, world crises, be they, you know, military crises, environmental, you know, helping to manage things. So if there's some type of, you know, 
uh, if something's happening in a portion of the world with one of their allies, you know, they can call in their buddies to help, right? So think about if there is a large storm, let's, you know, let's even bring it to the United States. Let's say we had, you know, another Katrina, um, NATO might be one of the organizations that would be called in to help, right? And they would provide, or they should, should provide, um, things like tents and, you know, medical supplies and things like that. All right. So they help manage during crises. Um, why am I telling you about NATO, the treaty organization? Because um, recently, in a, a company called International Watchmen, they make out snowstorm in Hawaii. What? There was a snowstorm in Hawaii. You're gonna have to um, elaborate on that for me, since thirty nine. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but yes, so there is a company called International Watchmen. They make outdoor gear. And they were trying to get a trademark for um, tents and canopies. And they, the trademark they were looking for was NATO, N-A-T-O, the same initials as the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Um, and the USPTO said, no, hold on, you didn't hear, but they got, Hawaii got 12 inches of snow? Are you kidding? Is God back? Wow, I did not hear about that. Okay, I got to do my Googles after the show. Anyway, um, so getting back to this. International Watchmen, Inc., they were trying to trademark the word NATO for their tents and canopies. You're saving all my information? Awesome, thank you. Um, uh, And when they submitted their trademark application for NATO, for tents and canopies, the USPTO said no. Why do you think the USPTO denied international watchmen the trademark for NATO? They don't participate in humanitarian efforts. They're not uh, an international, you know, organization. They're a company that sells outdoor gear. So why would the USPTO deny their application for NATO uh, as it regards to tents and canopies. What y'all think? What y'all think? Mm, 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 mm. Hmm? What do you think? <laughs> because of the audacity to file, well, part of it, but what... Why? Give me the the legal reason. What is the official reason that they are going to put on the paper as to why international watchmen cannot trademark the word NATO in regards to their tent and canopy products? Let me know, Sincere39. Sincere39 said they refused it because of the audacity to file. No. Why they refused it is because they said, look, NATO is not just an, a, a, um, a United States recognized organization. They are a globally recognized organization, not copyright infringement, not quite. They are a globally recognized um, 
organization. And if we allow you to trademark NATO for your tents and canopies, if someone has one of your tents or canopies, they may mistake it for something that comes from NATO, the, the treaty organization. Oh, awesome, Tijuana. Let your friends know about me, okay? <laughs> yes. So while NATO, the treaty organization, and international, hey, Yolanda Cooks, and, and, and uh, international watchmen, they do different things. NATO helps out during crises around the world. International watchmen sells outdoor gear, but they have what could be overlapping products. NATO, as an organization, might very likely provide tents and canopies in the event of a disaster. So you don't want those getting mixed up with international watchmen's tents and canopies. What if international watchmen's tents and canopies are crappy and people are using them and they think that it's attributed to the world that, you know, this international organization? NATO doesn't want that. Um, so the USPTO, on behalf of NATO, they said, girl, go find another name. You cannot trademark NATO, okay? So you need to be very careful when you are trademarking your, uh, on the names that you use to trademark. You don't want to step on anybody else's toes. You especially don't want to try and co-opt anything that belongs to a, a quasi-governmental organization, okay? So um, International Watchmen, that money that they spent on the application, I'm sure they hired an attorney, they're not getting that back. If you file wrong, and they deny your application, they don't refund your money. So you need to be very careful because you, you, filing for a trademark is, is not necessarily cheap depending on what your income level is. And you don't want to lose your money because you didn't do the proper research and choose, you know, a good name for your trademark. Okay. All right. All right, before we move on to our next uh, stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance, I want to help you. I'm your girl. I am a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. Um, Link with me, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book a free 15 minute consultation today. While you are at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, make sure that you download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next story of the evening. All right. Have any of you guys ever had dish TV? Um, <clears throat> We had Dish TV briefly uh, when I was growing up. If you've ever had Dish TV, just give me like a plate emoji. Um, we had Dish TV briefly. I did not care for it because every time the wind blew too hard, the 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 signal would go out. Um, but you know, <clears throat> that was just me. If you've ever had Dish TV, give me. Uh, a dish, a plate emoji. Sincere39 said direct TV. Okay. All right. Well, Dish TV uh, has been in a lawsuit for the last few years uh, because two different, um, what was it here? 
Yeah. Because uh, two different uh, companies were pirating their broadcast. Um, and the companies weren't big. They were, they were just rebroadcasting it. Um, and this is just a quick one. This is just to remind you guys, uh, about the, uh, consequences of piracy. Dish TV won their lawsuit against their company. It's been going on for three years and they won $4.4 million because this company was rebroadcasting uh dish tv's broadcast without permission television broadcasts cable broadcasts they come under copyright protection so when <laughs> see see toby is all about intellectual property protection guys that's his thing he's like no copyrights don't even talk to me um, <laughs> all right but yeah, so when you, when you, all of these broadcasts that come from the streaming services, from the cable channels, from analog TV, all of these things are protected by copyrights. So when you, uh, no, not billion sincere, million. Um, uh, so what, so when you are, now the users of these pirating, Toe, I'm working. When the users of these pirated services use them, they're not the ones who usually get in trouble. It's the ones who are providing the service. And whoever was providing this service now has to pay Dish TV uh, $4.4 million because of piracy. So this is just your weekly warning. (laughs) Don't pirate, all right? Okay. Now, this next story I really want to talk to you guys about because I'm sure that a lot of us know these struggles having been students, and I want to know how you feel about this, okay? Now, um, if you went to an institution where you had to pay for your textbooks, please give me a money emoji, whether that be college, whether that be some type of trade school uh, a graduate degree, if you went somewhere where you had to purchase your textbooks, please give me a money emoji, okay? Um, Kel gave me a money emoji, and you remember how much them books cost, right? And then when you would go try to return them to the bookstore, you might get $10 back. Um, Thank you, Sincere39. Anybody who has had to purchase textbook, we know what a what a big um, financial investment textbooks are, right? Uh, and as I was reading the, the article for this story today, it said that the prices for, for uh, textbooks have actually um, increased by 80% between 2006 and 2016. So books aren't getting any cheaper, right? Um, <laughs> that does have more like 50 cent, right? So books aren't getting any cheaper. And, and when you try and sell, you know, you might pay hundreds of dollars for a book. And if they take the book back, you're lucky if you get a 10th of what you paid for the book, right? So because books have been skyrocketing 
in uh have been skyrocketing in prices of course different alternatives are coming around right um and one of the things that has really taken off is ebooks or pdf copies of books uh there are some online uh, online colleges that don't even to te- do textbooks all of their materials are online and free for you to access right or you can purchase an an ebook copy of a book that's usually a cheaper option so there are lots of places that will provide these to you including uh some people sell these PDFs on Shopify all right and because people are selling PDF copies of textbooks that can cost hundreds of dollars and they're selling them on Shopify these textbook companies five of them the five big ones have come together and they are suing Shopify for facilitating copyright infringement they are saying we are losing money because people are selling PDF copies of our books on your site and you're not doing anything about it um it was estimated that one book uh from one of the publishers because of the sales on Shopify it cost them about 315 million dollars in sales right now i am all for protecting your intellectual property um and obviously you know it's not right that these people are selling pdf copies of these books but did uh b- before we even get to the lesson of the story if you have purchased textbooks i feel like the publishing companies created their own monster you keep raising these prices you don't give people back you know even a tenth of the value when they try to sell the book back oftentimes you cannot use the same book for the next year and and the prices just keep going up right so something's got to give and in this case it is intellectual property people are finding ways around these exorbitant book prices <clears throat> so regardless uh, so my question to you is do you think that shopify needs to be held accountable for these illegal pdfs that are being sold on their site now the uh publishing companies they say that they weekly submit reports to Shopify telling them that people are selling these uh unauthorized copies they're saying that Shopify isn't doing anything they're saying that Shopify gives their uh users you know plenty of opportunities to shield their identities right um so Tiffany I said no now are you saying that Shopify should not be held responsible because you don't like the book publishers or because you really think that they are not at fault to what extent the shopify have the responsibility to make sure that the people using their platform are not selling uh you know um uh um proprietary information hello purple love 90 think about etsy right Etsy doesn't play that. Etsy the moment they get a, a um an intellectual property thing, they take it down. Susan <laughs> I said both, right? So do do you guys not think that Shopify should do the same thing? Right? Now, 
I think that textbooks, the textbook game is a scam. It's organized crime, right? But it's legal crime. They've got their intellectual property in order. So they have every right to seek out their money for their books. But how much, how much responsibility does Spotify hold? I mean, not Spotify, Shopify have in making sure that the users of their platform are not selling copyrighted content. Hmm. Um, now Shopify themselves, they say that they make their, you know, their users agree that they're not going to violate, but people do that all over the place, right? Um, since so 39 said, is it Shopify or an individual store that is using the Shopify platform? That is a very good question. It isn't, it, it's individuals using the Shopify platform. Shopify itself doesn't sell anything. They just provide you the means so that you can make your own store and you subscribe to them for the different tools. So does that make a difference to you? It's not Shopify, the company selling it. It is people who go on Shopify, like you go on an Etsy store, open their own store and are selling these products on the Shopify platform. What do you think about that Sincere 39? Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Um, since the other nine said, no, Shopify shouldn't be held accountable. All right. Now I'm conflicted about this story because again, I feel like textbooks are organized crime and something's got to give. You can't keep raising these prices and expect people to not try to find a workaround. But this is also information that has been protected by intellectual property. So my lawyer brain and my frugal brain, you know, they're going at it right now. Um, but I'll let you know what, what they say about Shopify and whether they're going to be held accountable. Okay. And moving on to our final story of the evening. This is yet another, um, actually, no, we have two more stories. This is yet another, um, Word to the wise about you people who like to pirate. Um, Netflix, Disney, and a bunch of other uh, production houses have sued two services, one called All Access TV and one called Quality Restreams. Um, apparently, this site was... Uh, you, could, you could subscribe to this site and they would uh, give you access to the program's uh, you know, from the different houses, from the different production houses, Amazon Prime, Netflix, any streaming network, and you would pay them a fee for access. The problem is that they did not have Netflix's, um, or any of these companies, uh, permission to rebroadcast this, this, uh, these, this media. So there is no price tag placed on this case yet. We don't know what these streaming services are looking for. But I want y'all to give me a ballpark number of what you think these companies are going to be looking for from these two illegally stream illegal streaming services. How much do you think they're going to be asking for? Cuz it's not it's Netflix, it's Disney, it's Amazon Prime, it's anybody who has access to a streaming platform. What do you think? 
A lot. Give me, what, what's a lot? Are we talking millions? Are we talking billions? Are we talking hundreds of thousands of dollars? Let me know what you're thinking, um, Cynthia39. I'm thinking it's going to be in the high millions. Because I'm thinking about that case where uh, that this little production company, they got hit with like a $435 million judgment against them. Um, but whatever. good luck to them. I hope that they can work it out. All right? And uh, our real last story of the evening, um, this is, (sighs) intellectual property is really great, but it can also, it's a great tool, but like any tool, it depends on whose hand the tool it is. It can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Since the other night said, I think hundreds of millions, I think you're on, you're spot on. Um. And uh, we have a story here of, hello, Monet Palmer, of of copyrights specifically being used for evil. Um, Two men have recently been convicted of um, cheating YouTube out of over $20 million in royalties over the last uh, four years. So... Apparently, um, these gentlemen, uh, they formed a bunch of dummy companies and then they went online and claimed they had copyrights to a bunch of different songs. These, all of these songs were in Spanish. Um, and I did, I don't know who the artists were, but basically YouTube never caught on. And for four years, because these gentlemen put, hi Jazzy Mama, because these gentlemen put you know, filed these, these copyright claims and had these, you know, so-called business documents, they were able to collect over $20 million of royalties from YouTube over the last four years. Now they have recent, they were caught recently and were convicted and they face a combined, um, they, they stand, they face a probable combined 37 years in prison uh, <coughs> and $250,000 in um um in judgment for each for each uh conviction. So what is that noise? So when we are talking about piracy and intellectual property these are real crimes. We think they're not real, but they are. These men are potentially going to be spending, if it's combined 37 years, let's divide it in half. They're going to, they're going to be spending about 18, 18 years apiece in prison. That's what they're facing for, uh, for copyright, uh, fraud. Okay. Um, as well as the monetary conviction. So it's not just about the money. You can go to jail for copyright infringement. Um, since it then I said YouTube robs content creators. They do. They do rob content creators. Um, but they do it legally. You sign the agreement. Right? As long as you have it in a contract, if it's legal, it works. Okay. All right. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Y'all are always wonderful. Um, we will be, is that the wind? We will be back tomorrow with more stories. Um, 
I will not be on Wednesday because I have a function to go to. I may be on Thursday. But we'll be back tomorrow with more stories at 8 o'clock. If you find anything that you want me to talk about, please send it to me. You know what I love when you send me stories. Um, hello, it's me, Celeste. Uh, but yes, so we'll be back here tomorrow. Um, and I think that's all I have to tell you. Take care of yourselves. Um, wash your hands. Uh, wear your masks. Um, eat well. It's eating season, y'all. <laughs> Yes, please do. Um, and yes, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. And-